Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want to ask you to turn to Romans chapter 8. Last week I started to preach this message and uh, some other things happened and... uh, and so I uh, decided that I would preach it today. It was so good last week, I thought I would re-preach it again today. Um, so if you were not here last week, th- today is your day to, to be blessed by this sermon. I just want to say thank you to all those that, that acted last week to help uh, in the situation. that We had a little medical incident that happened last uh, Sunday that has never happened before since I pastored. Uh, but we had people to step up and help in certain areas, and and Travis is doing well. He's um, he's at, I, I guess he's at home today, and um, but he is better. Just, okay, I thought I saw him there for a second. I saw a bald head, and it was Steve. Sorry, Steve. And Travis is not bald, by the way. I apologize. So anyway, but he is uh, he's doing well. I talked to Joyce on Wednesday this past week, and she says he's doing better. So thank you for all those that um, that stepped up and helped. Um, so you'll have to I'll apologize more. I got some stuff going on like many people do, some sinuses and stuff. And so my wife over the last couple of days has been just shoving medicine down my throat. I don't even know what the medicine was. I don't even know what I was taking, but I was taking something. And what I thought about this morning was this, and it was so ironic that this past week, I guess it was on Tuesday, we went and checked out our insurance policies, life insurance policies and stuff. And then this weekend, she's shoving medicine down my throat. So I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if there's something there, if I'm not sure what's going on there. But anyway, I don't want to be negative, but I'm just saying it just seemed a little strange. Uh, but anyway, so uh, this morning I want to share a message simply titled Faith Over Feelings. I read a, a story last week, and I want to read it to you this morning. It says this, there's, there were two different types of birds. There was a buzzard and a hummingbird. Every single day, the buzzard would circle around and swerve to find things that were dead. Every single day, the hummingbird, he would swerve around and he would find things that were sweet, proving that you always find what you look for. So I don't know if you're a hummingbird or you're a buzzard this morning, but I want to tell you this morning, you will find what you're looking for. If you, are, if you stay around me long enough, you will find that I have a lot of faults and a lot of things in my life, a lot of uh, things that I struggle with. And if you look at situations sometimes, even in the good, if you search hard enough, you will always find something negative. No matter how good it's happening, you will always find something, good, uh, something negative in that situation. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 27 says this. It says, if you search for good you will find favor. But if you search for evil, you will find it. So whatever it is that you're searching for, if you're searching for positivity, if you want to be positive, if you are looking for those things, you will find it. But let me tell you, on the other side, if you're looking for negativity, you will also find that as well. And not only do you find it in the world, but you will find it in the church. There, we have become a, a, a society, we've become a generation that has become so critical of things that if it's not done exactly the way we think it should be, we will always find fault with it and we will always tell somebody else about it. So my question to us today is this. We need to learn to stay positive no matter what the situation is happening in your life. 
Well, pastor, you don't understand. You don't know what's happening in my life right now. Things are not great. Things are not wonderful. Things are not going the way that I think they should. Well, can I tell you this morning is this. Step, step in line because that's the same thing with my life as well sometimes. Things are not always perfect. Things are not always going to happen the way that I think they're going to happen. But what God's called me to do is this. Not to live by my feelings, but to trust Him by my faith. That no matter what the situation is happening, there is always something greater going to come afterward if I will just continue to trust in Him. So whatever you're looking for, if you're looking for the negative, you can find it. But if you're looking for the positive, you can also find that as well. I know in our world today, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good things that's happening. But I can tell you this morning, there's a, real, there's a lot of really good stuff happening in our world today. But many times we focus on the negative instead of the positive. And we look at it and we go, well, there's not really much going on. There's not, there, you know, this is not happening. That is not happening. Listen, there's a lot of great things that's happening. And what we need to learn to do is focus on what is happening and not necessarily what is not happening. Focus on what is happening. Focus on what has happened in your life and all the positive things that God has done for you in your life. So this morning, I want to give you, real quickly, I want to give you eight different things. Oh my God, he's talking about eight. I'll be quick this morning. Usually I'm just three points or two points, and maybe I'll work in four, but I want to give you eight things out of Romans today to let you know that no matter how bad your life is, you can still remain positive. You can still remain positive by the things that God has done for you in your life. Romans chapter 8. I'm going to look at several different verses. I'm not going to read all of Romans 8, but I want you to look at several verses with me this morning. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2 says this. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to Him, the power of life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. If you have a pen or a or pencil or a highlighter, that word freed there, I want you to underline that because that's important. I want you to know something this morning. Point number one is this. Because of what Jesus has done in your life, you're free. No matter how difficult the situation is in your life, no matter what you're facing right now in your life, because of what Jesus has done in your life, you're free. That's a positive thing to focus on. Amongst all the negativity that may be happening around your life, Jesus Christ died on the cross so that you would be free, that there's no condemnation found in Him. So because of God, I am free. You see, if I base my life on how I feel, there's always going to be moments in my life that I don't feel free. Can I just be honest with you this morning? There's moments in my life that I don't always feel free. But what the Bible tells me is this, is that I am free. Why? Because of what Jesus has done for me. Out of all the things that may be happening all around my life and all the things that I can conjure up and be negative about and, and well, my bank account doesn't say this and this is not happening and that is not happening. Out of all of that stuff that is happening around me, there's, there's something in my life that's positive that tells me this, that I am free by the blood of Jesus Christ. So no matter where you are this morning, remember that you're free by, by the blood of Jesus See, because of what Paul says in, in Romans, that I belong to him. That he purchased me. That he paid a, a price for me. That I belong to Jesus. That no matter what I feel, no matter what I feel this morning, I am free. 
I'm still free. Even when the enemy tells me I'm not free. Even when everybody else around me points out the negative things in my life. The things that I'm not doing right. The things that I'm doing wrong. Even when all those people are doing those things in my life. And I'm not saying that's happening. I'm just, 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 everybody's like, I wonder who's saying that right now. Well, it was, it was Michael. Michael did it. So y'all can blame Michael. I'm picking on Michael because they're sitting in the middle section this morning. But no matter what's happening negative around me, guys, I'm freed. I'm freed by the blood of Jesus Christ no matter what the enemy tells me in my life. So I have to be careful that I don't allow my feelings to tell me who I am. Because that can happen many, many times in my life. John chapter 8 verses 36 says this. So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. We're free and by the blood of Jesus Christ. My sins are forgiven. My eternity is secure. I am absolutely free no matter what may be happening around me in my life. You see, when I mess up, I can run to God and know that when I confess my sins and I repent of my sins to Him, He will forgive me no matter what I even feel on the inside. See, there's a lot of times where, where we don't walk in freedom because we don't feel like it. But the Bible says that we are free by the blood. If you're saved this morning, if you've asked Jesus into your heart, the Bible says that you are free by the blood of Jesus Christ. That even though I don't feel it, that I am free. And the Son that sets me free, I am free indeed. That when, I, that when, I, when even I mess up in my life, and that's many, many times, I can run to God and I can ask for forgiveness and He will forgive me. He doesn't condemn me. He doesn't tell me I'm no good. He doesn't tell me I'm not wor- uh, that I'm worthless, but he reminds me that I'm worthy because of what he's done for me. You see, you're worthy. You're special. God loves you, no matter how you feel this morning in your life. Some of you were like, well, I don't feel like it. Well, you are. You're, you're special. God loves you very, very much. Number one is so that, so that I'm free. Number two is this. God gives me peace. God gives me peace. In verses 5 and 6 of Romans 8, it says this. It says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and, what's the next word? Peace. When you walk by the Spirit of God, when you allow the Spirit to control you, there will be peace in your life no matter what type of chaos is happening. You will have peace. Why? Because your mind is controlled by the Holy Spirit, not your flesh. See, there's a lot of times that you have to tell your flesh to get away. You have to tell your flesh No, you have to tell your flesh it's not going to happen that way because if you're not careful, your flesh will lead you and dictate of how you live your life by how you feel. Because your flesh will tell you, well, it's not happening that way. Things are not good. Things are not that way. So you have to tell your flesh it's not going to happen that way. My mind is going to be controlled by the Spirit and not my flesh. Why? Because when I have the Spirit in my life and I'm being led by the Spirit, I have peace. No matter what chaos is happening around me. This world is full of chaos. But can I tell you, there's peace in my heart. Why? Because I walk by the Spirit, not by my flesh. I don't walk by my flesh. I can, 
But there's many times that I choose not to. Why? Because I want to have peace. I want to have peace in my life. Mark chapter 8 verses 34 says this. It says, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, Excuse me, take up their cross and follow me. I love that scripture because not only did he call the crowd to him, but he also called his disciples to him. And he says, hey guys, if you want to follow me, if you want to be this person, if you want to, you say that you want to do this, but if you were going to be this person, this is what I need you to do. Every single morning that you wake up, you have to deny your flesh. It's not just one time when you get saved. Every single morning I have to deny my flesh because if I'm not careful, I will be led by my flesh and not by the Spirit. And my flesh will dictate who I am and how I choose to live my day. I, every single morning I wake up. God, it's not, about, it's not about Chad today. It's not about living how Chad wants to live. It's not about doing what Chad wants to do. God, what is it that you want me to have today? What is it that you want me to do today, God? Because right now in this moment, I'm crucifying my flesh. I'm crucifying my flesh so that I can become the person that you want me to be. So that I can walk in peace. you got to have peace in your life. If you don't have peace, you're going to go absolutely bonkers. And some of you are already there. Some of you are like, ah. You're just, you, but you got to walk by the Spirit so that you can have that, that, that peace that God talks about. Because if you don't, then you're going to satisfy your sinful desires in your life. Which is what you want. See, denying yourself means that you're killing off the things that will lead to disaster, which is your flesh. You see, the flesh and the Spirit are in constant battle all the time. The flesh wants this, but the Spirit wants us to live this way. And when we don't learn to deny our flesh, then it's impossible to have peace. Because it's constant battle over and over again in our life. When your life is dominated by your feelings, by what you want, it's hard to have peace because you're always searching for something that will make you feel better. You will always search for something that will make you feel better. And you will always have uh, chaos and there will be no peace in your life. <coughs> but when we allow the Spirit to lead us, then our minds will be at peace. Paul says to the church, at, uh, church of Philippi, he says, Stay in the same Spirit. Keep your thoughts on God. Don't be anxious and pray about everything. Verse 7, it says this, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Why? <clears throat> because your minds are on Him. You're not worrying. You're not anxious. But you're praying. You're seeking God's face. You're going after God about everything in your life. And God says, listen, when you pray and you don't worry and you're not anxious, then I will give you peace in your life. Why? Because you're trusting me. You're trusting me even in the situation that's happening in your life. <clears throat> no matter how crazy life gets or how dark those moments that you walk through in your life, keep your eyes on Him and you will experience peace. <clears throat> Excuse me. Some of you this morning, some of you this morning, thank you, sir. You would open it for me, too? Man. Pardon me. Yeah, you just, put it, you just throw it up here, too. I'll catch it. Like a seal. Thank you, Michael. 
Listen, some of you need to know this morning is this. You got some things that are happening in your life right now. And you've done everything you could do. I want to tell you this morning is this. Walk in the Spirit and let God take care of everything else. Trust Him. Trust Him because if He, if he loves, I, I said it last week, if He loves the birds of the air enough to feed them, don't you think He'll take care of you or your family or the situations that you're faced in your life? God cares about you. He loves you. He wants you to have peace even in the midst of chaos. Why? Because your minds are focused on Him not on the negative, negative things that are going around you in your life. So don't go by what you feel. Go by what the Word says. What does the Word say? Is that I will have peace. That God will give me peace that transcends all understanding. Peace that just comes out of nowhere that I can't figure out. That I try to put my finger, where's it coming from? Well, how do you have that? I don't know. I just know that my minds and my thoughts are focused on God. So I have this peace in my life. Number three is this. Our future is brighter than our present. Romans chapter 8 verses 18 says this, For I consider that the sufferings uh, of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. <clears throat> the battle that we are facing now, listen, the battle that you're facing now is preparing you for something greater in the future. The battle that you're facing now is preparing you for something greater. You may be going through a difficult time right now. But I remember another individual in the New Testament by the name of Paul who went through a lot of difficult situations in his life. <coughs> he was beaten. He was shipwrecked. He was whipped. He was left for dead. He was snake bitten. Over and over again, he was tortured for his relationship with Jesus. But can I tell you this morning, he still had peace in his life. That what he said was, listen, I'm not worried about the moment. I'm thinking about the future. I'm not going to focus on the present. I'm thinking about the future. Why? Because my, my present is not always going to stay present. I'm going to be walking into the future and the things that God has for me. Paul says, I consider these present sufferings not even worth comparing to the glory of what God is going to do in your life. So whatever it is that you're facing right now, it, it is nowhere even close to comparison to what God is going to do in your life in the future. The future is bright, guys. It's not always going to be dim in your life unless you choose to make it that way. You can walk in freedom. You can walk in light because we have God living inside of us. And the Bible says that He is the light. He is the life of this world. And if we walk in Him, we will walk in the light no matter how dark it gets in our life. He is the light. <coughs> no matter what's happening around us. Paul says, you know what? I choose to focus on the future, not my present. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 says this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, that whenever you face many trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, let perseverance finish its work so that you will be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You see, the future victory that God has for you is so much greater than your current pain. Your future victory that God has for you is so much greater than your current pain right now in your life. No matter how bad it is, no matter how bad it hurts inside, you're seeing these things happen around you. You see these things happening in your life and in your family's life. Listen, the, the future that God has for you is so much greater than your present pain. If you'll just keep trusting in 
him. The present time may be dark, but we don't have to allow ourselves to live in darkness just because the situation is dark. Draw close to God because his future is so much brighter than our present. Don't allow your feelings to tell you that we have, uh, that we have to live in the present, but we're focusing on the future and what God has for us. Number four is this. God is my strength. Romans chapter 8, verses 26, it says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our, what's the next word? Weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. In those moments of weakness, excuse me, God steps in and does what only God can do. It's in those moments where we feel weak. It's in those moments where we've done everything that we know to do. God says, well, that's where you need to be because now I'm going to step in and do what I can do. Because in our weakness, he becomes strong. He becomes our strength. He's the reason why we keep going on no matter how bad the situation is. We keep moving. We keep moving forward. We keep going forward. Why? Because God is our strength no matter how bad things get around us. Psalms 41 verse 6 excuse me, 46 verse 1 says this, God is my refuge and my strength and ever-present help in time of trouble. God created us in order to make it to the very end on this journey, but we have to depend on Him. Paul realized that in his moments of weakness, maybe he felt like giving in, maybe there was times where he felt like throwing the towel in, but he never did. Why? Because he knew that in his weakness, God would be his strength. God would be his strength. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit helps us when we're weak. Whenever we're down, the Holy Spirit lifts us up. Whenever we're hurting, the Holy Spirit steps in and becomes our comfort. Whenever we're lonely, the Holy Spirit steps in and becomes our friend. Whenever we're weak, the Holy Spirit becomes our strength. We're never alone. No matter how dark it may get around us, we're never alone. When I'm weak and I turn to God... I get to know him in a more intimate way because I've learned that he's my strength even when I'm weak. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 11, it says this. Each time he said, my grace is all that you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul says, I take, I take, um, I love when I go through those times in my life. I take advantage of those things. I take pleasure in my weakness. I take pleasure in insults. I take pleasure in hardships. I take pleasure in persecutions. I take pleasure in troubles in my life. So my question to you this is morning, when we're having those troubles in our life, do we have a smile on our face? Because we can. We can have a smile on our face even when we're facing difficult times in our life. We can have joy in our hearts. Why? Because it's not by my strength but it's by God's strength. Because his word says that when I am weak, he becomes my strength. That when I can't do any more, when I've reached my limit, when I can't go any further, God, says, God steps in and says, I will carry you across. I will help you now. Why? Because you've reached a breaking point. 
We, I've been there. I've reached my breaking point time and time and time again where I've wanted to quit. I've wanted to throw the towel in. I've wanted to walk away. But I remember that's not what God wants me to do because if I do, then the enemy's going to win. If I throw the towel in and I give up just because in a weak moment, the enemy's going to win. I'm not going to allow him to win in my life. He's not supposed to win in my life. Why? Because I'm an overcomer. No matter what I face. No matter what I face in my life. God, I'm an overcomer. Number five is this. God is going to work everything out. Romans chapter 8 verses 28 says this. When we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Maybe things right now don't look good. But can I tell you, God is going to work everything out. Because that's what his word says. That if I keep trusting him, if I keep relying on him, if I keep leaning into him, everything's going to work out. God's going to do what only God can do in our life. Even when the enemy tries to come in and destroy what God's doing, God's going to work things out. Genesis chapter 50 verses 20 says this. It says, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people. That was Joseph saying that. Joseph said, listen, talking to his brothers who tried to kill him. Y'all remember the story? They took him out in the woods and they were going to kill him. They were going to get rid of him because they were tired of him. They didn't like him anymore. So they took him out and they were going to get rid of him. And luckily one of his brothers said, hey, let's not kill him. Let's just do this. God had greater plans. God was working. And even when Joseph didn't know God was working, he was working. He was doing something behind the scene. Even when he was in the pit, God was working. Even when he was, uh, uh, even when he was, when, when Potiphar's wife came after him and did the things that she did, God was still working. Even when he was thrown in the prison, God was still working. Why? God is working everything out. Why? Because what his brothers tried to do in Joseph's life was destroy him, but God turned it around and used it for the glory of him. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to focus on yourself. He wants you to focus on your things. He wants you to focus on your own strength and say to God, God, you're not doing what you're supposed to do, so I'm going to take it over. Listen, God says, listen, if you'll just trust me, I'm, over, I'm, I'm up in heaven working everything out if you'll just continue to trust me and walk by faith. And I'm sure that when Joseph was in the pit or in, the, in prison and all the things that were going on, there may be times where he didn't feel like God was there in his life, but he was still walking by faith. He was still walking by faith because he knew that God would take care of his situation even when it was dim and dark in his life. Look back over your life and remember the times where God has brought you through some difficulty. And you think about those times and you're like, how did I ever get through that moment? How did I ever get through that situation? Here's the reason why. Because God was working things out in your life. That's why you were able to get through it. God was in the back scenes working everything out in your life. Why? Because you were trusting in Him. And think about the people that you were able to minister to. Think about the people that you were able to talk to Jesus about. Why? Because of that moment that was in your life. Why? Because God was working it out. God was working everything out just like he was in Joseph's life. Number six is this. God is for us. God is for us. Romans chapter 8 verses 31 says this. What shall we say about... uh, 
uh, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who could ever be against us? That's a good place to say amen this morning. If God is for us, who could be against us? If God is on your side, if God is in your corner, you have nothing to worry about. If God is standing on the sideline with you, you have nothing to worry about because God is for you. From the moment that Jesus started his earthly ministry, he faced opposition from the outside world. He faced criticism. He was falsely accused of things that were not true. He wasn't even welcomed in his own hometown. But nothing that people did to him or said about him kept him from doing what God had called him to do. Why? Because God was for him. God was on his side. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that in your life. I don't think God's on my side. He is on your side. He is there on your side working. When everybody else leaves you by yourself, when everybody else abandons you, like, like Jesus when he was praying in the garden, everybody else was sleeping over in the corner, and he's all there by himself. When everybody else leaves you and, and, and leaves you uh, there by, all by yourself, guess who's still there? It's God. When your family turns their back on you, he's there. When your friends walk away from you because you choose to live a certain li- different a lifestyle than the way that they live, God is always there. God will always work out things in your life. Why? Because He's always for you. He's never against you. Don't allow what others feel about you to keep you from becoming what God says that you are. You see, Jesus didn't care about the Pharisees and what they said. He wasn't worried about what they were talking about and what they were you know, whispering and murmuring and all the accusations that were, they, they were bringing up again. He, didn't, he wasn't worried about that. He had one thing in, in, in mind, and that was doing the mission that God had called him to do. Why? Because he knew he wasn't by himself, that he had his heavenly Father with him the whole time, walking with him, helping him in the moments that he felt weak. God is for us. God's approval of you is is incredible. God's got your back. God's got the seal of approval upon your life. Think about this morning. God approves of you. He loves you. He's for you. No matter how crazy we get and no matter how many things happen in our life, God is for us. He's never against us. Number seven is this. God's always praying for you. Romans chapter 8 verses 34 says this. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. But it was more than that. He was raised to life so that he could sit at the right hand of his Father and intercede for you. Think about that this morning. As you sit here, listen to me. God's praying for you. Even when nobody else will pray for you, Even when your own mama won't pray for you, which is bad, when your own mama won't pray for you. Jesus is praying for you. He's interceding for you right now. He's going, hey, Greg, you can make it. Or, hey, Kevin, you can make it. Or, hey, BJ, you can make it. Just keep trusting in me. Just keep focusing on me. You're going to make it. Everything's going to be okay. I'm working everything out behind the scene. I'm giving you peace. I'm your strength. Everything that you need is found in me. You're going to make it. I'm cheering you on. 
Man, when we, when, we, when we have those moments where we're just like, man, just, I don't want it anymore. Jesus is up there praying for you every single day. Every single day. Jesus, the Son of God, is praying for, for us right now. And the last thing is this. Nothing can separate us from God. Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39 says this. And I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons. Neither our fears, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing separates you from Him. That He's right there with you the whole time. No matter where you go, God's there. No matter what you do, God still loves you. No matter what happens in your life, God still cares about you. We can never go too far that His hand can't reach. You can never outrun His love. You can't do anything to cause Him to stop loving you. That He will chase you down just so you will know how much he loves you. There's a song that we sing here called Reckless Love, and it, and it talks about just how far God will go to get to you. And this is what it says, is there's no shadow that, that he won't light up. There's no mountain that he won't climb up to come after you. There's no wall that you won't kick down, no lie that you won't tear down to come after you. Think about that this morning. He'll tear down the lies. He'll tear down the walls. He'll go, he'll, do, he'll go and do whatever he needs to do to get to you. No matter how far you run, no matter how you feel, God says, I will come after you because I care about you and I love you. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Maybe, you've, maybe over the last couple of months or even the last year or the last weeks, Maybe you haven't felt God's love, or maybe you don't even think God loves you, but can I tell you this morning, He does. If I know one thing, I know that, that He does care about you, and that He loves you. And that He will do, He will knock down walls, He will tear down buildings, He will do whatever He needs to do to get to you, because that's your, you're so important to Him. So there's nothing that can separate me from Him. Nothing. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 6 says this, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and He will never leave you nor forsake you. Philippians chapter 1, verses 6, and I want everybody, if you would, to stand with me this morning as I finish reading this scripture. Philippians 1, verse 6 says this, and I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it is fully finished on the day which, with, when Christ Jesus returns. Understand that this morning. That He hasn't returned yet. And what He's going to do is He's going to keep working in your life until the day that He returns. If you will let Him. 
He was going, he's going to keep becoming your string. He's going to keep becoming all the things that we just talked about in, this, in those scriptures. He's going to keep becoming those things if you'll allow him to in your life. Because he's wanting to finish the great work that he started inside of you. But pastor, you don't understand. You're right, I don't. I don't understand everything. I don't understand what's happening in your life. I don't understand the things that are happening in our world today. I don't understand those things. And I'm not supposed to understand those things. If I try to figure those out over and over again in my life, and I try to figure out this and that in my life, then there's going to be complete chaos in my mind, and I'm never going to have peace. I'm just called to trust God. That's all I'm called to do is trust God and walk by faith and not by sight. So this morning, I want you to bow your heads all over this house. Because I really feel like there, there's somebody or, or some people here today that, that, that you're going through a situation right now and you need to know and understand that God is working it out. If you forget anything else I've told you today, remember this, God is working it out even though you can't see it or even sense it. God is working it out. God's going to come through for you. God's going to do what He says He's going to do. He's going to come through. He's never going to leave you. And he's not going to forsake you. He's not going to leave the situation that you've been praying about. And he's not forsaking the situation that you've been praying about. He's there. Even in those moments of weakness that you don't know what to pray. You don't even know how to pray anymore. That's when the Holy Spirit comes into your life and He begins to pray through you. And He begins to say the things that need to be said. The things that you need to hear. He begins to say those things so that your spirit is lifted up. So that you will understand that He is still in control. So that you will understand that no matter how dark it gets, He is still there. He's praying for you right now. He's praying for the situation that you've been praying about. You're not alone. God, I pray as we dismiss today, God. I pray that we would walk out of this building knowing that you're working everything out. That we're just going to keep trusting you and relying on you, Father. To know that everything is going to work out. We believe it and we trust in you today. God, I pray that you would keep each and every one of us safe and do what only you can do in all of our lives, God, which is completely different than the person standing beside you. But God, you're always wanting to do something new in our life. And we believe it and we claim that today in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen. God bless you. Keep trusting in Jesus because he has everything that you need. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Have a blessed day.